But if there's one thing that clearly, clearly, I mean, you know, you, you look at what North Dakotans did. They sent a strong, strong signal that they didn't want corporate farming, right? We know that it holds up in a court of law. And then what do we do uh, statewide? We pass and we vote on whether or not we can have corporate farming in North Dakota because we don't want it. We don't want uh, Archer Daniels Midland, and we don't want Cargill, and all these people buying up the land and buying up the farms, right? Well, uh, it's being proposed again. Uh, that that window, that camel's nose under the tent was always the big term, right? Well, it's happening in North Dakota again. And Mark Watney, uh, president of the North Dakota Farmers Union, is taking this on. Uh, the North Dakota Farmers Union isn't afraid to dive back in the third end of the pool and fight a fight that they've had to fight for a long, long time. Uh, Mark, good to have you on News and Views again. Well, thank you, Joel, and thanks for the opportunity. Explain to people what the legislation does and what it opens us up to. Yeah. Well, there's a bill that's put in that's going to be introduced on Friday. basically allows for um, a outside corporation or, or a corporation in the state to be able to purchase up to 160 acres of land to put hog operations chicken in. And they added cattle feedlots to it. And uh, it's uh, one of these things where we, we negotiate for a long time to attempt to um, have a good dialogue about feeding animals in the state that never could come to an agreement. And then they really come back at us with the hard line of this major step. So why? Because you know, when I was in there, uh, the one thing that was pretty clear, Mark, is if that if people wanted to form uh, a joint organization to own a cattle, you know, farm, they could to to have a, a ranch. I mean, there was a lot of things that they could do collectively now under the structure we have. So my question is, what are they trying to fix? Well, that's that's the point we've been making, and uh, to be truthful about everything here, the governor's been somewhat misleading in this, stating that you can't do that, that farmers can't come together. Well, that's simply not true. There's farmers, individuals, partners, even the number of partners isn't limited. Um, there's just basically an endless amount of tools if we want to do this. The, what the corporate farming does is restricts the, the Smithfield Foods, which is Chinese-owned from coming in and doing uh, what they do in animal agriculture. And just exactly the folks that we don't want here is what this limits out. And uh, I, I'm always surprised when, you know, we start to talk about this. It seems like nobody wants to do the hard work. Um, they think they push this easy button and everybody will be happy. Well, where's the money that, like, states like South Dakota spent to develop theirs? Where's the money Minnesota? Why hasn't our state spent the time and effort to attract some processing and to attempt to find ways to bring farmers together? We can even do this as a cooperative if we want to. But no, we're we're not going to take our own money, and we're not going to invest in ourselves. We're going to say, let's just open the law and let somebody else come in here and exploit us. And it's just wrong. So, Mark, I, I began this conversation by pointing out that the people of North Dakota have spoken to this issue. Uh, you're, you can give a better explanation of that. Describe what's happened. Well, back when we referred this last time, roughly 2015, uh, this they voted, and uh, it came back 76% do not want corporate farming in the state. And uh, needless to say, every single county voted against it. So there's not even one region of the state that's interested in this. And uh, we just did the polling again here in, in December, and the numbers are actually almost identical. There's 
there's no change in the desire to have this. And, you know, maybe the fair question is who does want it? And uh, we can't seem to find the answer of who wants it. Now, obviously, there's a few individuals that want something. It just kind of appears like um, self-interest is more important than the interest of the citizen. So uh, I, I'm confused. I mean, I, I really can't understand. I mean, if, if there had been, you know, some new numbers or something that showed there was a change in the attitude of the citizens of North Dakota, that'd be one thing. But that really hasn't changed. Mark, I want to throw this uh, to you. It says a uh, text message comes in. It says, what's the difference between five guys owning 20,000 acres together and five guys forming a corporation? to own 20,000 acres. Well, if you think them same five guys and they live in that community, there's probably not a lot. But if you make one of them structures uh, from China or from uh, Texas or Mexico or, or whatever, and they're part of it, their interest to the community changes. Their, their interest is in the bottom line to their shareholders, not to that community. And animal agriculture is necessary, but it's messy. And uh, the marketplace is telling us that it wants the animals produced in a certain way. Nobody wants it in their backyard, the old NIMBY effect. And uh, we're just saying, don't destroy the relationships we have with the people that aren't in animal agriculture. Let's do it right. And let's do it with the citizens that live here because they're going to be much more responsible. So that's the huge difference. So let me, let me throw some more devil devil's advocates at you. Uh, Mark, so you've got you've got people sitting there saying the one thing that we have going on in America is we've got just a handful or less of beef processors, and so we need a beef processing plant here in North Dakota. Uh, and to do that, we've got to form uh, an ag corporation. What what is the difference between what we could do now versus what people are proposing to do? So as far as processing, there's really nothing because you can form an egg co or egg processing plant and you could put that in. And that's really what should happen first, because we need a place to sell these animals. If we're going to go directly against the marketplace that's currently out there, there's many years where there's no profit in it. And if we're going to be startups, we're going to struggle. So processing comes first. Now, we should really be trying to figure out what market wants, and that's where you would do this, a study to determine that, and we go after the premium marketplace, and having, a, a for example, um, Smithfield Farms as part of your business model is not going to be as attractive to the new market that the consumers are desiring, so let's exploit that. Let's take that on. Let's own it. Let's keep all the profits and all the opportunities within the state. Let's not just come up here and put a whole bunch of uh, feed operations and, and not do it in any logical order and then wonder why we did that and have to correct it after the fact. So I want to I want to talk about a national convention that, that I attended, a National Farmers Union convention where uh, North Dakota was clearly one of the leaders in the nation in terms of production agriculture. And the one thing that people pointed out, Mark, was that in their states, this had gotten away from them already. This had really gotten to a point where if they could put it in reverse and have stopped it, the, the, the problems that came with it were already at their doorstep. Heck, they were already in their house. And describe nationwide what separates us. Well, and, and I think that's just such a key here, and that's why I keep saying let's do this correctly. We have the, we have the ability. We have the knowledge. We have the university system. Uh, the state's got money. 
uh, we could invest in ourselves because what happened in those other states, and, and it was just amazing, North Carolina, travel down there and look at the empty barns and look at, they're still cleaning water up down there. Uh, I had a number of calls from Iowa. And they all said, boy, guys, if you can keep this from coming to your state, do it, because we have a mess. I had a guy from Oklahoma call me uh, less than three months ago and said, I just got shit on by the contract. I was into my barn, and I was working with a company that was a corporation. They had ownership, and they just uh, basically pushed me out. And now I'm sitting with all my assets in a barn, and I got no animals to feed it with. We uh, watched Costco now got into this. And they just move. Every time that things start to go messy, they move and they go in and they find new growers. Growers are, that are left behind are just stuck with assets that they can't perform. Uh, this is all over the country. And that's why they want to come to North Dakota, because they haven't destroyed that relationship with the state yet. And I think that's just craziness. We should do it ourselves and do it right. Have you spoke to Governor Burgum? Because speaking to the legislators I have, He's clearly the force behind this, he and his economic development team. And so have you spoken to him about this? Because I I compared this this morning, Mark, and I don't mean to get your fingerprints on the other one because this clearly is a policy formed by Farmers Union members that you're talking about. Uh, But there's a bill out there that that forces smaller schools to basically combine uh, when it comes to administration, which we all know is the first step towards many other things. Um, it already is happening to, to some degree. And so if you're going to get behind legislation, then just say it's ours. I mean, this is ours. We're the ones doing this. They haven't done it in education, and they haven't done it uh, with this corporate farming. And so when we get back, Mark, I want to talk to you about that, if, if I can. A lot of text messages coming in. Uh, Somebody said, uh, Mark uh, says, uh, don't destroy connections with people in our state. Um, Another one, why is it farmers unions? Oh, this is a whole separate issue. I don't want to go down that. Uh, Five guys in Mexico can earn this. They just can't incorporate. We're talking about corporate farming uh, with uh, Mark Watney, um, president of the North Dakota Farmers Union. This came at us before. They referred it. We won, meaning those of us who don't support corporate farming. Uh, Mark, we've been playing a devil's advocate with you. Um, the text message that I received saying, look, uh, we need processing. Uh, we don't need corporate feedlots. Speak to that if you would. Well, that that's exactly right. And, and we've been doing our best trying to get processing in the state. We've We've put money out to a couple organizations that are growing. Uh, some of these, uh, you know, rural ones were also trying to expand our rendering facilities over here so that we can uh, get a place where they can take the product that can't be used and turn that into protein so that these uh, folks aren't disadvantaged by having to, you know, go to landfills or to incinerate the leftover remains. Um, just a lot of things. Uh, we have did some applications into USDA, but the state needs to get behind this. Uh, if we spent as much time trying to attract processing as we have um, changing corporate farming law, we'd probably have a couple more processors. But that's just something we need to do. And, and in all reality, we've got to compete against these. Uh, you know, they have 80% of the beef market. They have uh, the four big processors and the same things in, in chicken and hogs. And, and, and we got to step up because they've effectively removed themselves from the open cry bid. And now ranchers are at the mercy of, uh, whatever price they can get, there's there's no real bid system anymore. So we, we've got to get that market back to a fair market. 
and we got to get the open market up, and we've got to make some competition. Just essential. Somebody wants to know uh, and bring to into the conversation the fact that we could slap a label on our own product that says it's grown and made here in North Dakota. Something. Uh, all the other beef grocery shelves in the country cannot do. Speak to that if you would, Mark. Well, you know, Oklahoma, actually, the farmers in Oklahoma has done this, and they're growing, but you don't get shelf space. And uh, the shelf space you get, even if you stamp it on there, the shelf space you get is in the frozen section. Um, there's a couple of processors in North Dakota that have tried, and they, they won't open it up. So the same companies that you're probably going to attract if you open this law up, are controlling the market shelves and they say no if you come in we're not going to put our meat there anymore um, and then all of a sudden the grocery stores are sitting there well how do i deal with that i got to have meat so this thing is way more controlled than people want to know and the market's not functioning we're all for a market that's open and free but this market's no longer open and free the big packers which is brazil and china outside of this country are telling us how to do our meat and now they're saying, okay, we want corporate farming so ranchers can do this at slave labor level and supply us outside of the normal channels of marketing. Just wrong. This is just simply wrong. Has NDSU ever done any studies on this to compare state to state? Uh, I'm not aware of anything. I mean, a lot of people want to bring up other states and say what's happening. Uh, but most of these other states did investments. I mean, South Dakota went out and found the areas where they could grow and identified them. They added processing. They added cheese processing. They expanded their dairies by doing the processing first. They've uh, uh, had just a lot of growth, and not just in the corporate world. They've had some corporation growth, but they've actually had quite a bit of growth with individuals once those people had a place to market their products. Um, I have feedlots, beef feedlots calling me all the time. I'd grow a lot more beef if I had a place to go, but I have to ship them, you know, Aberdeen and South. And logistically, I can't afford to do that. So, I just simply don't expand my operation. Can, can I just add this as well? And, and maybe it's in light of what's going on this, this weekend, huge football fan, but you look at Joe Burroughs and these, these people, they're buying up farmland in States and they're doing it through, through a process that, that they have, they're going, I mean, there are a lot of people out there with a lot of money that can come in and change exactly what happens with ownership of farmland. And Joe Burroughs is one of those people doing it, Mark. Yeah, and, and the interesting thing about that conversation, there were some basketball players, some football players, and what they said, well, we're going to charge just underneath double-digit uh, you know, ownership of this to the renter. Well, how many farms and ranches out there are making that enough money to pay that? I mean, it, it, it's just ridiculous. I mean, they're looking at it as just an investment. And you know, if you look at farming and ranching, what's really been successful is a great, big, diverse set of people out of land. And we do that with the idea that eventually we will own our land and our farm. Well, you take that aspect out of that, and, and all of a sudden the desire for people to be really good at farming and ranching is going to leave because you're not gaining assets. If you did uh -huh. it for the sole purpose of the money you make, that's not enough. you got to have a building your asset base up because you're paying for the farm. Yep. It's important. Mark, always good to talk to you. Keep up the good fight. We'll stay in touch on this one, okay? Thank you so much. You bet. Mark Watney, ladies and gentlemen.